Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. God did not bring you to this earth for nothing. God did not bring you to this land for nothing. Everything God does is so calculated that he knew in the Arnolds of history, in the times to come, that you would be here to receive a word that would help you unlock and fulfill the purpose and the destiny by which God has placed upon your life. God understands the power of times and seasons. Some would say times and seasons. Times and seasons is something that God created. He's in eternity, but yet he steps into time to help us out. He designed time, but he's not constrained to time. So when we're talking about times and seasons, understand that God understands and he knows when it's your season of sowing and when it's your season of reaping. Genesis 8 would tell us, you know, it's one of my favorite scriptures. Genesis 8 would tell us that as long as the earth remains, there shall be what? Seed time and harvest time. It means there will always be a season of sowing, but yet there will also be a season of reaping. I've come to declare to you, it is your season of reaping. You are entering into your season of reaping the seeds you've sown when no one saw you sowing them. This is now your season. I wish I had somebody that would clap their hands and believe and receive this word. It is your season of sowing. Listen to me. I am not somebody who is into the protocols of things. Even as, and as much as I love protocols, I'm one person that is heeded to the voice of the Holy Ghost. And I move how God moves. And God has spoken to me to tell somebody here, even if it's five people, that you have now entered into your season of reaping harvest. It's your season of reaping harvest season of reaping harvest i'm telling you i'm telling you like i know my name this is now your season of enjoying things it's your season of goodness it's your season of fruitfulness it's your season of harvest it's your season to be above and not beneath it is your season of all good things do you know why it's your season gillen it's your season because you've been through too much ah Everything you go through, don't forget, whatever you go through in life is a seed. Your brokenness is a seed. The fact that you don't have money right now is a seed that if you are able to do the things that you're meant to do, which is sowing in the season of your lack, God will bless you in the season when you weren't expecting it. I prophesy that it is a season of you reaping prosperity. It is your season of you reaping good things. If I can preach like how I feel it, I would tell three people here that it is your season of enjoyment. Everything in life is a seed. Everything in life. Please be seated. Everything in life is a seed. If you don't believe it, look around you. All the trees that are springing forth are all a byproduct of a seed that was sown. Your life, you came here by the fertilization of an egg and the sperm of a man, you came together and you became a seed. The seed of a man brought you into this life. Your life is a seed in and of itself. 
So it means that whatever God is doing through you in the last season or what he did through you in the last season was to prepare you for the victory of your now season. Many people talk about the past and talk about the future, but never talk about the present. I'm not talking about God blessing you in five years. I'm not talking about God bringing you to your season of enjoyment in three years. I'm talking about right now, right now, as, as, as right. I mean, as you are sitting here, God is bringing victory to you. As you are sitting here, God is bringing victories to you. Victories that you should have won in past season. God says, listen, I needed you to believe that you had lost those battles in the last season. So that in the next season and the now season, I can pile upon various victories upon your life. I prophesy it is your season of multiple victories. Season of multiple victories. Somebody who understood, who understood victories so much. Somebody who understood victories so much and above all understood the, the season of sowing and the season of reaping. And above all, understood their purpose in life. It is a young man, we were talking about him a few weeks ago by the name of David. And I love David so much because David was gifted with the ability of writing. Many of you know that he wrote many of the Psalms. Psalms were a book of, of songs, a, a, a book of, of, of words, different things that, that, that God would minister to the psalmist David. That he would then also now write and minister back onto God. And, and in this book of Psalms, I love it so much because David begins to write and gives us almost a precursor to many of the things to come in the book of Psalms. And we start this in the chapter number one. And the Bible says in Psalms chapter one, verses one to three, the word of God would say, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Verses 2 says it like this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Verses 3. This is going to be our main focus. He shall be like a tree. Someone say like a tree. Say, say it like a believer. Say like a tree. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers. 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 Rivers of, of, of water. And it says this, that brings forth its fruit in its season. I prophesy it is your season. Amen. Oh my God. It is your season. Amen. You will bring forth fruit. Why? Because it's your season. The tree has no choice. When it's a season to bring forth fruit, it has to bring forth fruit. I prophesy it's your season. Whether the people around you who supported you like it or not, it's your season. Nobody can stop it. Why? Because it's your season. When it's your time to manifest, it's your time to manifest. The only person that can stop that is you. But I even override that faith to say you can't even stop your manifestation. It is your season of reaping. And it's your season of bringing forth good fruit. I prophesy that because you are planted by the rivers, you have no choice but to bring forth fruit. It says it like this. His leaves also shall not wither. When a leaf is withering, what it essentially means is that the leaf is being unproductive. It means that the leaf is actually not going forward, but it's delaying, it's decaying. Uh, it's saying that, that, that they will not prosper. But this says it like this in, in Psalms verses 1 of Psalms chapter 1 verses 3 says that your leaves also shall not wither. 
they shall not wither. So it means that the very thing that produces, the very thing that hides your season of coming out also will also bear fruit. The very thing that helped you get there will also bear fruit. If you look at it, uh, we're going to get some research into it really quickly. But if you look at it, the Bible essentially likens a blessed man to that of a tree that is planted. There is a difference between trees that are planted by water and trees that have no access to water at all. The ones that have access to water are always producing incredible fruit. Why? Because the tree understands that without the source of water, the roots cannot properly take up the nutrients that is needed for the fruit to be coming out and the fruit to be manifested. So that's why it's so essential that as a tree that is planted, because the Bible likens that of a man that is blessed to that of a tree, to be planted. Planted. Someone say planted. That's why it's essential for us to come together as believers in church and not just in this church, but in any church that you belong to. As long as you are planted, it's a place of growth. That's why the church is a place where you are to come and be blessed and be challenged. And sometimes the word will eat at you and sometimes the word will uplift you. But either way, you are meant to be uh, getting the nutrients that you need to be able to bear fruit in your season. To bear fruit in your season. I watched a video the other day. And the pastor was giving an analogy, and the pastor said that, that us as a generation, and honestly, I was like, wow, this was so hard. I, I couldn't believe that a pastor said this. I'm like, this is crazy because this is one of the plights of our generation. Pastor Ryan and the pastor was saying this. He says that we have become such a generation that likes so many instant things that we are not properly, uh, 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 properly dieting when it comes to our spiritual life. And he proceeded to say this. He said that because nowadays, most people say that they don't even come to a church or are planted in a church. They're rather online members. And we love our online members. Say hi to our online members. We love them. But there's something that is, that is not the same. Because when you are planted in a church, it doesn't matter what you want. You will get what God wants you to get. But when you are online, you can go through YouTube and pick the sermon you like. You can pick what you want. It's like almost a buffet of sermons. You get what you want. You feed yourself. So somebody's feeding on sweets and sweets and sweets and sweets, but you're not getting your vegetables. But when you are planted, what happens is that you get all that you need. When you are planted by the rivers, it doesn't matter. One day you will get fruits. One day you will get vegetables. One day you will get your spices. One day you will get your proteins. You are well-rounded. You cannot be an anorexic believer. We're not looking for anorexic revivalists. That's my book. It's coming out. It's called The Anorexic Revivalist. It's called The Anorexic Revivalist. Talking about why this generation is not seeing revival. It's because young people, they have a choice of what they want to diet on in the realms of the spirit. So we like miracle and prophetic services, but when we call for prayer services, no one comes. Because young people don't want to pray. They, they, they don't want to seek the face of the Lord. They don't want to be in the presence of God. They want to reap the benefits and reap the fruits. But they don't want to sow the seeds. Oh my God. But there is no fruit without seed. There is no harvest time without sowing time. How can you reap what you haven't sown? But our generation like to enjoy the fruits. So we go online and we like sound bites, 15 seconds, one minute sound bites. Just get me high in the spirit for one minute. And then I can go back to exactly what I was doing, living my sinful life. But I've gotten uplifted in the realms of the spirit. So we have a lot of believers that are not strong believers, but are lukewarm believers. They love uh, motivational speaking. They love words of motivation, but they don't love the words that will prune them. 
You don't like the words, I will prune them. That's why when you come to this church, I will speak what the Lord says every single week. I won't give you dessert all the time. I won't give you fruits all the time. Sometimes I will give you vegetables. Sometimes I will give you protein. I'll give you meat. You'll say, Pastor, this word is too deep. This word I can't eat. And I'll say, hey, listen, sometimes I'll give you bones. Chew them. You need it for the development of your teeth. You know the Bible, not the Bible. You know research would say, I love watching general, uh, uh, you know, National Geographic. You look at lions. Many times when the, the lion, the, the, the mom will go and she will hunt. Many times after she hunts, she'll take whatever she's hunted and give it to the baby cubs so that they, they don't have the ability to hunt because their teeth are not developed yet. But what they're able to do is they're able to chew on it so that they can get the feeling of what it means to conquer. That's what God does with us sometimes. Is that sometimes he will give us some things that are so difficult for us to digest. But we need to because we have to build our capacity. Because one day will come, you won't have your pastors there to fight your battle for you. One day will come, you won't have your leaders there to fight for you. One day will come and you will have to go out there and battle by yourself. You will have to go out there and get that lion by yourself. You will have to go out there and get that zebra by yourself. You will have to hunt by yourself. So develop the strength in this season. Seasonal strength is what you need. Please be seated. And so we, we have so many so many trees in the Bible, but there's one tree that's always brought up, and it's the fig tree. Fig tree is brought up so many different times in the Bible. And the fig tree has so many different levels of development. Of course, one of the primary levels of development for anything that wants to grow is that the seed must be planted. Anything that wants to sprout up must be planted. The, the, the issue with, with being planted uh, is... is to endure the season of darkness. Whatever is to come above the ground must first develop roots underneath the ground. We understand that. Fig leaves then appear. Once the seed is underneath the ground, the tree begins to come out, and then fig leaves come out. So the leaves come out before the fruit comes out. The leaves first appear before the fruit then appears. And there's even, a, there's even a, a process, there's even a phase of development before the general fruit comes out, and it's called the knobs. Knobs are essentially little, little fruits that, that prop up. They're not fully developed fruits, but they're little fruits that prop up. So what will happen is that the, the leaf now comes, and bef after the leaf comes, the knobs come, and after the knob comes, then the fruit comes. So there's three levels. There's, there's the leaf, someone say leaf, then say the knobs, and then fruit. So, so God will first give you the leaves that will come out to signify what he's trying to do through you. Then the knobs will come as a testament of the fruit that's about to come out. And then the fruit will then come out and, and bear so that all can see what God is willing to do and God is going to do in your life. So you have to understand as you are walking as a believer that you have to know the phase that you are in. Some of you are in the phase where God is planting you. Where nobody even knows that the land that they're walking over... There is a seed underneath it. The tricky part about seeds is nobody knows when it's planted. You can take a seed and put it underneath the ground and people will walk over you, step on you. They will call you names. They will tell you you cannot do this campus rush thing. They will tell you you cannot do this believing thing. They will tell you you cannot be this Christian. They'll tell you you can't walk this walk. But it's because they don't have a knowledge 
they don't have, they haven't discovered yet that there is something called seed, time, and harvest. So in as much as you find yourself in the season of seed, understand that there's duly a time called time. There is a season called time. And as your seed is underneath the ground, you have to duly go uh, over the time. You have, to, you have to work out the process of time. And as the time plays its role, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the very person they stomped on is now producing fruit. Dare I say it, that it's almost more enjoyable to know that you have received a victory when you have worked through battles. It's almost more enjoyable to know that, man, I fought so many battles to get here as opposed to the battle has been given to me. I don't want a battle to be given to me. I want when they're giving me the rank to say you're a general is because I fought fights. I've been through things. I've survived battles to get to where I've gotten to. And so the fig tree goes through all of these phases of development. All for us to understand one thing, that if there are so many times in the Bible where God is referring to the fig trees, referring to trees being planted by rivers of water, it's all essentially to sell, tell us one thing, that we were created to be fruitful. That's all. Someone say, I was created, or I am created rather, to be fruitful. I am created to be fruitful. This is the reason why you are here. God has created you to be fruitful. From this scripture, we can deduce one thing that God has always designed us to be fruitful. If you don't believe me, if you go to Genesis chapter 1 verses 27 and 28, the Bible says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female and he created them. Uh, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful. <laughs> the first thing he says after he created man was to what? Be fruitful. The second thing he says after being fruitful is what? To multiply. And a lot of people think that when, G when God was creating a man in the, Eden of God, the Garden of Eden and all this stuff, and when he said to be fruitful and multiply, he was just talking about, you know, subduing the earth and having children and all, doing all that stuff, which is great. But if that was the case, then why would he say after being fruitful and multiplying, then to subdue the earth? And then to have dominion and reign over it. So we're not looking at all of these things as one unit. We're looking at it as four separate units. Number one is to be fruitful. Number two is to multiply before you subdue the earth and then you have dominion over it. Four main things. A lot of people, they clump it together. God said be fruitful and multiply. He says have children. No, no, no. God wants you to be fruitful even when you don't have a husband. <laughs> God wants you to be fruitful even if you have no partner. God wants you to be fruitful. What does it mean to be fruitful? Another word to be fruitful is to be productive. You don't have to be married to be productive. <laughs> you can be productive on the job. Productive in your studies. You can be productive at work. You can be productive at church. You can be productive wherever you go. You can be productive. Being productive is not a function of the fact that you are engaged. <laughs> being productive 
is a function that God has placed on the inside of you. Being fruitful is something that is your right. You were created to bear fruit. So, oh my you were always designed to be productive. That's why you enter into seasons and you're like, I don't understand what God is telling me in this season. Like, I just don't get, like, things are just not making sense. Pastor Kofi, it's dark. I can't see anything. It's like God is not speaking. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean God has stopped? No, God, what? No. It's not that you're in a season of darkness. Is that God is saying, for the level that I've placed you, you haven't yet been fruitful yet. How can I talk to you about a new thing if you haven't conquered the now thing? That's what God is saying. So it's not that he's not speaking. It's that you are not being productive. Because God is always speaking. Always speaking. Always speaking. Always speaking. It doesn't matter what it is. He's always, he will speak to you about where you are, where you're going, where you've been. He's always speaking. But sometimes we get into a season where we can't see. It's because we are not operating within the will of God for that season. The will of God for this season is for you to be productive. Somebody say, I will be productive. Say it again like a believer. Say, I will be productive. Say, I will be fruitful. In addition to being fruitful is to multiply. Someone say multiply. What does that mean? That means that whatever you're doing, you should be able to see that being duplicated in somebody else. It is not, it's not enough for you to succeed on your own. Someone told me once that, it, buddy, uh, it's lonely at the top. That's what someone told me. He said it's lonely at the top. All to mean this. All to mean that success is not enjoyable if you don't have people around you. Success can be lonely without people to share it with. Uh, success is not complete without you seeing that you've duplicated yourself in somebody else who has duplicated themselves in somebody else. That's when you call transgenerational success. We're trying to leave legacies here on this earth. We're not just trying to be productive in this season. No, 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 no. You were created to leave legacy. That's why the Bible said, Abraham, I'm calling you. Why? Because I know that you will command your household after me. God was already speaking to the generations to come out of Abraham. He was already talking to him. He said, I know you will command your house. I know it. So I'm calling you to be productive because I know the whole generation will be saved because of you. Someone yell, be fruitful. be fruitful. That's why yesterday we ordained so many pastors. Come on, clap for our pastors who are ordained. Pastor David Naomi, would you come up real quick? We ordained so many pastors, and we'll pray for them at the end, and we'll, we'll introduce them to the church properly. But, but this is one of my joys. I woke up this, this morning, and I was so blessed. You know why? Because... I realize that it's never enough for you to achieve without carrying what God has placed inside of you and pouring it into somebody else. So what God would do is God would call me some five years ago and would say, I'm telling you to start this thing. And then what will happen is that two years ago, one year ago, God would say, Kofi, it's enough for what you've done right now. Now I need you to begin to spread out. But I can't be in Montreal and Ottawa at the same time. I can't be in Toronto and this, this campus and that campus. And this. So what he says, I now need you to duplicate yourself. And I need you to multiply. So I got to... Take what's inside of you and I got to place it on pastors uh, David and Naomi for them to do what God has called them to do. So you were never designed to carry all the greatness on the inside of you. It's a part of being fruitful. 
a part of being fruitful is taking what is inside of you and passing, passing it on to somebody else so that they can fulfill what God has called them to fulfill. But this is what happens. Many of us, not in this room, but some people outside in the other church, not this church, not this church, not this church. No, 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 not in this church. Some people in the other church, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere else, uh, they many times become insecure. And instead of, instead of Saul being a father to David, Saul is now a competitor with David. How can a father compete with a son? How? How is it possible? How can a mentor compete with a mentee? How can a follower compete with a leader? It doesn't work that way. So instead of staying here and saying, you know what? I want to be the apostle. I want to go over everywhere. I want to do everything. No, 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 no. I say this. Listen, I have one body, one energy level. One, one. I don't have three energies. One energy. When I'm tired, I'm tired. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take what God has placed on the inside of me and I'm going to impart it into somebody else without the fear that, oh my gosh, they're going to become better than me. No, I'm thinking to myself, if God has placed all these giftings inside of me, the moment I take it and I translate it and trans, trans, I, tra I transfer it to somebody else, they must be better than me. I've failed if they are better than, if they're not better than me. I've failed. Like, it's how? I've failed. I'm meant to take what God has placed on the inside of me and then give it to somebody else to say, listen, go forth and do what God has called you to do. Fulfill the purpose. And then you know what I do? I sit back and I coach. I say, do this. Don't do that. It's a part of multiplication. It's a part of my Pastor Obercom. Please thank you so much. Pastor Obercom. So, so in as much, I love to play music. I love to play bass. I'm a bass player. I'm a musician. I do all this type of music stuff. But there's no way, it'd be very difficult for me to be the band director and the lead pastor of the church at the same time. In as much as I love music, I can play drums, I can play keyboards, I can, I can play all this stuff, but I can't play them at the same time. I can't preach and play bass at the same time. <laughs> it'd be hard. It'd be very difficult. It's not not doable, but it's difficult. So what God would allow to happen is would allow God, God would then allow uh, him to now bring you from Ibada somewhere. Did I say it properly? Ibada? Ibada? <laughs> bring you from Nigeria somewhere doing something in University of Ibada. Just living life, doing shakara things. <laughs> and God would rescue you. <laughs> rescue you. Bring you all the way to Ottawa. With some skills on how to play. But God brought you because he knew that there was some pruning. I haven't even gotten there yet. There was some pruning. There was some polishing that was needed. So God would then bring you so that in as much as God is calling me forth, I can multiply in the giftings that he's called me. So in one week, a, a part of me is preaching in Montreal through those people over there, those pastors. And a part of me in the same service is playing bass as I'm preaching. And a part of me is leading. And a part of me is doing this. And a part of it, because it's a part, it's, it's multiplication. It's, that's what you call multiplication. You are fruitful. But then you have to multiply. The bearing forth of fruit shells is their ability to have talent that people rejoice over. Wow, you're in hiding, but man, you play so well. That's the bearing of fruit. 
But the multiplication is wow. You play so well. And then people come to Pastor Oba and they say, Pastor Oba, you sound like Pastor Kofi. You play like Pastor Kofi. But is he me? No. We're two separate people. But when God has given me a gift and I've been able to transfer it to somebody else, what happens is that when I'm tired, his energy's up and he can play. Are you following? Are you with me? It's not enough for you to have success for you. Success is when you can see yourself duplicated in those that are around you. I'm looking not for just one person to be a a preacher in this room. I'm looking for God to raise many preachers, many prophets, many evangelists, many people that will do the work. Why? Because for me to move forward, God has to raise some apostles here. I believe you're the apostle God is raising. I believe you're the Moses God is raising. I believe you're the David God is raising. I believe you're the Solomon God is I believe that you are the Paul God is raising. God is raising you to bear fruit. Please be seated. Thanks, Pastor. We were designed to bear fruit, guys. If you don't believe me, let's go to Luke as I conclude here. Luke 13, 69 says this. Jesus also spoke a parable. Says this. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none then he said to the keeper of his vineyard look for three years i have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and i find none cut it down why does it use up the ground why does it you why are you using up space when God is trying to do something in the land? I'm gonna pause right there. Your life is on a schedule. So it means that by next year, December, there will be somebody that needs your fruit. Somebody will come looking for your fruit. The Bible says right here in Luke that the man came every year for three years looking. He's like, what the heck? Why is this thing not producing fruit? Cut it down. If it's not going to produce fruit, cut it down. Listen to me. You were created to be fruitful. When you're not fruitful, God says, I think I got to call you home. Let me call you back. Let me call you up. Because you were designed to bear fruit and multiply. People are coming a year from this time, two years from this time where you are. And what they're doing, they're looking for the fruit on your life. To me, they're looking for the fruit on your life. So it says here. Let me finish this up. But he answered him and said, Sir, let it alone or leave it alone uh, this year until I dig around and I fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, keep it. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. Listen, you were created to bear fruit. You were created to bear fruit. Don't let it be said that God is angry and upset because he brought you to this land and you didn't produce fruit. But let it be said that when people come looking for the fruit of your life, they find it. I want to give you three points on how to be fruitful before we go. How to be fruitful. How to be fruitful. Are you being blessed tonight? Are you learning something tonight? How to be fruitful. Three things on how to be fruitful. Number one, be planted by the rivers. Our anchor scripture says it in Psalms. Blessed is the man who is, they'll be like a tree. They'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water who will bear fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither. 
be planted. Find a ministry. If this is the church that God has called you to be in, be planted here. Find a ministry and serve. Go to an encounter. Go to a re-encounter. Go at the ladder of transformation. Be planted. Be planted. Wherever God has called you to be, be planted. If God has called you to another church, be faithful. Be planted. Connect. Connect to a spiritual head. Connect. Be faithful and be planted. That's the number one. Be planted. And not just anywhere, but be planted by rivers of water. Be planted in a place where you know you'll receive living water. A place where you know you'll receive things that will change you, that will transform you. Number two, how to be fruitful. To be fruitful, you have to understand that there will be seasons that you need to be pruned. John 15 verse 2 says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So God cuts off the ones that don't bear fruit, but then he prunes the ones that do bear fruit. So many of us are saying, but I, I bear fruit, so why is God disciplining me? I bear fruit, so why do I need headship? I'm talented, why do I need a, a leader over me? I'm gifted, why do I need to be humble? It's because God, although you are bearing fruit, God needs to prune you so that you can bear even more fruit. How many people want to bear more fruit? More fruit. More fruit. You want to bear more. You don't know you're tired of just one little, one little. No, you want to bear more fruit. How many people? Let me see. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Because you want to bear more fruit, it means you have to endure the pruning. Pruning is the process by which discipline comes into play. Pruning is the process by which you are corrected. You are, you are fixed. You are, you are adjusted. God begins to adjust your system. Is the process of pruning. And the last point as you're on your feet. The last point I'm giving you on how to be fruitful is this. Once you are planted by the rivers of living water and you are being pruned to bear more fruit, all you have to do is manifest in your season. Don't be afraid to manifest. It's your season, so manifest. How do I manifest, Pastor Kofi? Stop being fearful. Step in and walk in faith. That's how you are fruitful. Don't be fearful. Walk in in faith and say, it's my season, so I'm taking it. I'm claiming it. It's my season, so I'm being proactive about it. Some of us have so much fruit, but nobody can see it. It's near, how is it possible for you to walk past an orange tree and be like, oh, yeah, that's not an orange tree. It has no fruit, even though it has fruit. It's not possible. You will see the fruit. But many of us have fruit, but no one knows it. No one knows that we have fruit. No one knows that we've, that we, that we've, been, that we've been fruitful. We've, we've, we've manifested. Because you are not being, uh, you're not being proactive in your season of manifestation. Inasmuch as God has played a role, you have a role to play as well. Set yourself up because it's your season. Position yourself well because it's your season. It's no good being fruitful and nobody can see it. How will people benefit from your fruit? Set yourself up so that people can see the fruit. But what keeps you humble is to know that the reason why you are producing fruit is because of the source of water. The moment the water source is cut off, your leaves, they wither. Your fruit, it shrivels. So the water is the help of the Holy Ghost. The water is the influence of your walk with God. The, 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 the influence of the word of God. The, 
the water is, is the source by which you are replenished. And as you are connected to this source of living water, your fruit bears in every season. I strongly believe, strongly, strongly, I feel even convicted in my spirit, that it's someone's season to bear fruit. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's your season to bear fruit. It's your season. Oh, my gosh. It is your season to bear fruit. It's your I don't know why, but I can tell you that it's your season to bear fruit. Some of you actually have fruit that has manifested. You have fruit that has sprouted, but you think that you're still in the not phase. You, you think that you're still in the knob phase. You think that God is just introducing you. No, God has actually already introduced you. You're a full developed fruit. Position yourself so that those who need your fruit, who need what God has placed in you, can be benefited, can benefit from what God has done in your life. I believe it, that it is your season. I want us to do one thing. I want us to join hands with the person beside us quickly. It's your season to bear fruit. My God, it's your season. 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 It's your season to bear fruit. It is your season. It's your season. It's your season to bear fruit. 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 You know that I don't know too much about trees, but the little that I know through research, I understand that. Roots have to be developed underneath. Receive the nutrients that is needed, the water that is needed, so the fruit can come out. I believe that as we're connected tonight, what God is doing is he's connecting us like roots. And as we begin to pray, the Holy Ghost the living water himself, Jesus Christ, is going to provide nutrients so that your fruit will come out in this season. Can you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? And we're praying prophetically. Wherever you are, even if you're at home right now, if you're listening to me on the podcast the next day or whenever you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, Begin to pray right now in the Holy Ghost. What God is doing, he's strengthening your roots so that you can bear fruit in your seed. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.